Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, you're listening to the Five Minute Talk Show with Phil Iazetta. We're bringing you today's best comedy and entertainment personalities. Now, your host, Phil Iazetta. Phil Izetta here with one of my comedy legends, Charles Fleischer, who right now is doing an impression of himself while I do an impression of me. Phil and Charlie, how's that sound to you, Izetta? I think it'll work. It sounds great. I would be honored to do a radio show with you. Are you kidding me? I'll make you an offer, Your Honor, and you can get honor and I'll get offer. <laughs> Why, that's no honor. That's a disgrace. Grace, is she coming? Well, she hasn't been here yet. Well, can you explain to people why I'm a huge, huge fan of Charles Fleischer? I mean, let's just name it a little bit. That hey, would be rather I, egocentric, don't you think? Well, I, I think it's it's about time you need to toot your own horn. I mean, we're talking about Laverne and Shirley. Welcome back, Cotter. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Not to mention the movies uh, like Zodiac, which I haven't seen yet. Check it out, man. Charles, how, what got you started in the business? I just wanted to about Zodiac. Marilyn Manson, who is a friend of mine, I opened for him here in Vegas uh, 1999 at the Hard Rock. He told me after seeing that that uh, that my performance scared him, and he knows me. He said it scared him. Really, Marilyn Manson. Okay, I'm going to have to go and see that tonight. And I and I assure my audience, if I'm going to see it tonight, because I never rent movies and watch them at home. I'm one of those people who likes the experience. You can of see going the scene. The, the scene is on YouTube. You can. YouTube oh no, it. I have to. I have to. Please, I have to respect the movie enough. Oh you're man, in to see the whole you are thing. way please. too responsible to the arts, dude. <laughs> I bet you keep your oboe with the reed in the upright position. I do under, un, but I have a velvet pillow underneath. It, oh, he said so it velvet pillow. <laughs> All day I've wanted him to say velvet. No, Charles, pillow. what got you started in the business? Like, how? Did, what was your first thing? Okay, nine years old, summer camp, Camp Kiwani, La Plume, Pennsylvania. Here's the winning cheer. Kiki-wa, kiki-wee, kiki-wani-wani-wee, K-E-W-N-E-E, kwani, kwani, kwani. The losing cheer. Jira-wa-wa-wa, jira-wa-wa-wa, who's-wa, who's-wa-wee, whack-a-wa-whack-a-wee, K-E-W-N-E-E, kwani, kwani, kwani. Only child. I have a brother. Oh. <laughs> He's the only child. He's the only child that's not me. So I did the stand-up, which is part – one of the bits was based on a Jonathan Winner's uh, Grandma Frickard oh. bit. And then I did a bit where uh, I was a hot dog vendor. This when I was nine years old. And there was a guy named Tommy Levine who looked kind of uh, kind of Japanese. And I had him stand up and go, I have a yen for a hot dog. And then I did this whole hot dog bit. Uh, and then uh, fast forward well, before to... Before we fast forward. Before Jonathan, we fast forward, let's read Jonathan Winters. I got to yeah. stop you there. The I late, great me. Jonathan Winters. I don't think the younger generation understands what a huge part of Americana that man really was and how many careers he really launched. I mean, Larry, the cable guy, there's someone you don't even expect would, would say, hey... That's the man responsible for me doing comedy. Dan Whitney, I should say. He was a painter, too. You know, you ever see his paintings? Please. You're talking to someone who loves Jonathan Winters Okay, uh, for those who haven't, they're kind of primitive uh, American Indian looking. And uh, the first time I did The Tonight Show, Jonathan was on. I actually got bumped the first time, and I spoke with him, and uh, I gave him a piece of my artwork, and... And uh, he's just uh, a remarkable guy. And well, just, he was a Southern California guy. Santa Barbara, did you ever have any dealings with him outside of no, the No, I never world? did. And he was, he was like, he was borderline wacky. I mean, he was like, yeah. I mean, he actually made some trips to the, you no, know. Yeah, shock therapy, as a matter of fact. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I tried shock therapy, but I couldn't get the voltage high enough. I didn't find it very therapeutic for me. It just made me want to smoke some dubs. <laughs> does, does that amaze you, though, someone as brilliant as that? You know, everyone has their demons. And, and for him, because society, I don't think, was ready for What that about guy. the devil? Do you think the devil has his demons? He has them lined up in a row. But do you ever think of that? Do you think society just wasn't ready at the time for Jonathan? Uh, no, I think it's just, well, whether, which issue are you speaking to? The demonic aspect of, of well, human I, I behavior? Be so, so creative. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, I'm just speaking totally out of ignorance here. I'm just guessing. Do you think it's possible that he was just so talented and he got things on, on a different level from people and what his, what, what he went through? kind of just finding out who he was as a comic, there's a lot of stress. Look at what happened to Lenny Bruce. I think society has a way of really putting a noose around people's neck when they just don't understand that person. Yeah, well, Lenny's whole thing was, was a battle of, of words and legality, and he really was the, the martyr for comics of today, especially the ones that say, you know, or, you know, say anything for that matter, right. uh, Yeah, but um, Jonathan, you know, he definitely made his mark on the world, and yeah. Just the fact that he inspired so many comedians. And in my mindset, one of the factors that propels me is to uh, inspire other people and to leave something behind that will continue to do that. I mean, that's why I like reading and writing because you read a book, you're essentially, you can communicate with somebody who was born 300 years ago. And if you write something, then you can communicate with someone that hasn't been born yet. So it's keeping that dynamic, that flow that, that moves everything forward because we're, we're part of it. It's magic. You know, this whole thing, there's a lot more going on than we know about. Ooh, speaking of that, did you know that I'm also a scientist? I did not know that. Well, I have uh, a couple of inventions that I have patented. One uh, measures the golden ratio. I have my whole Molides mathematical theorem. And recently, I made a discovery about gamma ray bursts, the largest display of energy in the universe. I wrote a scientific paper. It was endorsed by astrophysicist Bing Zhang and is on the Cornell University website. Is there anything you don't do? Skydive. <laughs> and you don't do windows? I will do windows. I, I prefer a... Uh, uh, you know, I'm Macintosh, but I'll do Windows. It's time for Bob Zaney in this week's Zaney Report. It's time for the Zaney Report, brought to you by BobZaney.com. See where I'm headed next there. First up, a new survey has found West Virginia residents watch more TV than people in other states. The reason? Five words. The Dukes of Hazard Channel. In Fresno, uh, a store caught a man trying to steal a chainsaw by stuffing it down his pants. Now, an eyewitness said, if he's not circumcised, he sure is now. And finally, this is great news. The, uh, because of so many views, the Washington, D.C. Zoo has added a second live webcam for their naked mole rat. They also plan to shut down the webcam uh, because of no views of their clothed mole rat. And there you have it. I'm on the Twitter, at Bob Zaney. Zaney Bob on the Instagram. Until next week, bye, bye. Thanks, Bob. And welcome back to the 5-Minute Talk Show. Mr. Charles Fleischer continues to impress me. It's just amazing. Now, kids, if you're not familiar, Roger Rabbit, as I said, it's just that's one of the things that, that pays the bills. But this guy has worked with some of the most legendary comics, legendary comedic actors in the business. We were just watching a clip of you and Richard Pryor who in my mind 
was, you know, you talk about Jonathan Winters being inspirational. We wouldn't have Chris Rock. We wouldn't have Dave Chappelle if it wasn't for Richard Pryor. Your, your dealings with him, aside from being on the show, first of all, how did the show happen? And then when the show did happen, what was that experience like working with the king of comedy? Incredible. It was, you know, a lot of those people were just pulled from the people that worked at the comedy store back in the day. And, you know, amazing. But just to flash back for a second to my gamma ray burst, because I know there's there's two people listening right now that are into science and gamma and they're ray like, burst. go back to the gamma ray. We well, they just say, well, what do you say about gamma ray burst? What gamma ray burst? What is a gamma ray burst? It's the largest display of energy in the universe. It outshines everything. They don't know what they are. There's over 100 different theories from the death of a massive black hole to a comet falling into a neutron star. They say they are random. I found a mathematical proof that they are not by sequencing them. The sequencing, because you can do that because we know when they occur. Then measuring the angles of a connected sequence. If they were totally random, the angles would range from 1 to 180. But these angles all skew to smaller. So, and there's other aspects too. What does that mean? It means it's something that's beyond the realm of our understanding. Or, my hypothesis, gamma ray bursts are a form of communication from an ancient, highly evolved civilization. So what you're saying basically is Jonathan Winters and Richard Pryor are gamma ray bursts. I'm saying they are part of – they're more like an alpha, alpha wave puff. Mr. Charles Fleischer. Gamma ray burst. But check it out. You can Google my name, Charles Fleischer, and gamma ray burst or go to the uh, archive.org or Cornell University. Check out my paper because, like I said, there's two people out there right now that are quite scientific. And they may be even able to, like, help this going because if I am correct, this will change science. Don't you see what it means? If I'm right, it means this is the first time we have actually received a message and and tried to extrapolate it. Everyone tries to communicate. It's just showing off. We send out radio waves. Radio waves are the low end of of the electromagnetic spectrum. Gammas are at the top. It's like you want a skateboard or a shuttle, you know? You want to go on a Lexus or on on a back of a schnoob? (laughs) Mr. Charles Fleischer, to follow him, it's at Chaz Fleischer on Twitter. Now. Are, are we talking science on the Twitter? Like, what can people expect? Uh, mostly, I, I do things. Oh, sorry, I had to bend over. To, there was a small rat nibbling <laughs> at my my ankle. And it is radio. We're on the low end. We're the skateboard. Well, the rat was not union. That's why I had to stop it. <laughs> right. I hate non-union rats. Um, mostly, I I do things that are not what everybody else does. That are more either poetic or surreal. I have these little analogy poems you know like it was like cat is to kitten as dog is to puppy so i do things that are uh, similar but more surreal and people respond to them which is kind of uh, it's nice give it's, us an uh, example let's... all right uh, i'll give you an example let's see a fine one that you may enjoy okay. needless swan costume is to giant jungle goat as organic Picnic napkin is to... Spinach turban. Exactly. Exactly. You did that very well. I'll give you one more. Mutant clown village is to nightmare translation treasure as spotted spectral chakra is to... Aurora Borealis pizza. Man, you are flowing now. You see, the whole premise behind this is to create something that kind of 
zaps people's syntax in their heads and makes them like Think. throws them into it makes like thinking another track like it throws their brain off in a way it's like what the what's that what are those words why are they together and in doing so it can like open up a new little pathway and create a new little flow so let's talk about your stand-up then is that is that something you're you're doing with your stand-up i mean are you trying to do something different because i've heard rumors that you end your act with a keyboard is this true well I, my act is uh improvisational i have material that i go in and out of depending on my mode and mood and i will speak to people in the audience at the end of my show I go to the keyboard and make up songs about the people that i spoke to that's, That's dangerous, but when that works, it's really good. Oh, it's mad. Well, it's interactive. It's interactive and it's real time and it shows that you're thinking on your feet. It's what people want to see. You know, Tyler Jackson, A to B, B to C. Come on, we've seen it hundreds of times and do something different. Then. How important is it for you to do something like that with this land of reality TV and the world with ADD type of society we've... I don't care about that. You know, you can't <laughs> listen to what, you know, what's on the outside. You've got to dress what's on the inside. I mean... Eventually, if you're like making paint, you got to consider what kind of can it's going to go and what shelf it'll be on. But when you're constructing the pigment, you can't think of that. You got to just do what's there. You know, you can't go like the Beatles thing. Uh, oh, we got to do a song about a walrus because that's what's in the paper. It doesn't work that way at all. You'll just do what's in your heart and follow your dreams. The voice you're listening to, that of the legendary, living legend, Mr. Charles Fleischer. Now, I haven't made you feel too uncomfortable putting all these accolades on you, like living legend. And- Surely you're just, my friend. Now I'm in show business, living legend. I mean, I think you're holding back. My God, living legend. What other kind of legend is there? Dead legend? Okay, Elvis. What was the name of Elvis's twin brother? What? You don't know? I don't know. Did you know Elvis had a twin I, brother? I wasn't aware, but I'm sure you're going to tell me something. Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. Jesse Presley? Yeah. Twin brother, man. I had no idea. Yeah. Now, just imagine if he had lived, man. I'd be a whole... <laughs> seriously, twin offices? Be... Did he really have a twin brother? Google him. If I'm going to lie to you, I'm going to tell you I'm Brad Pitt's food taster. Well, I would believe that because I'm sure Brad Pitt has a food taster. Not anymore. I got fired. <laughs> I got fired. You know why? Because I kept doing impressions of Jesse Presley. Furbulo. What's the worst job you've ever had? I know you got into this business at nine. Uh, I don't think I've ever had a worse job. So you've never had to have a real job? Well, when I was in high school, I was a salesman. For what? I sold small appliances on the weekend. No, you didn't. Yes, not. sir, I did. What's What type? Like blenders and uh, Radios, tape recorders, uh, things like that. How'd you do? Great. Really? Yeah, but, uh, you know, I was at uh, George's. It's a, an appliance store in Washington, D.C. But the whole thing was, like, someone comes in and, and you lie to them to try to make more money. Like, there'd be an AM, FM radio. But the uh, you make more if you sell them the AM. And you go, well, you know that FM, that's like it adds stuff. It's like, you know, when you put air conditioning on in your car, it slows the car. And I just want this. And then then I, I got this wave of kind of, of consciousness and, like, why do I want to rip off people? So I can make an extra ten percent commission. I don't want to do that. So that's why you got into acting, and well, into well that's why I, I stopped uh, being. Well, I was always doing that, but that was a, a, a job that I had that was regular. And then when I was in college, I at, out at Southampton College in the summer one time, I uh, just went around and did like yard work for people. That's like a regular job. Yeah, I, I had to do that too. That wasn't. But it's I think, all good for you. I think though one of the one of the things that I read about you that was probably my favorite thing, Blues Traveler, a band that I absolutely adored. I remember seeing these guys before they really took off. They played a little 
little place in Connecticut called Lake Compounds. Yeah, John Pop 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 John Pop, Popper, Popper. Uh, John Conchilla, I think, yeah. is one of the guys as well. And you actually played harmonica. Did you stand in for John Popper? No, 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 no. I was. Uh, I first met him when I did a Letterman show. Okay. And uh, that was later in his career. Uh, I don't know when it was in yeah, his career. Sure, it was yeah. way back. And yeah. um, and he had remembered a song that I had done on Welcome Back, Cotter. Uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter and jelly. So I'm peanut butter and jelly kind of guy. Peanut butter and jelly on rye. Uh, that's a clip on YouTube, of course, too. So uh, I ran into him, and he was going to be at the Wiltern, and he said, "You know, uh, come on by, and you know, oh, you come on to play. You know, play a song with us." So he gave me a harp, and and I jammed. That was fun. Amazing. Let me tell you, rock stars, comedians, comedians, rock stars, it's like those two worlds, just they, they mesh very well. Well, that, what, a, what better place to establish that premise than Vegas? I mean, you know, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. And, and the Rat Pack, you know, sing, it's like uh, we're entertainers, you know? Ever have the chance to work with any of those guys from the Rat Pack, Sinatra, Sammy, any of those guys? No, man, never did. Although uh, I was in the hospital when Sammy was in the hospital when he was passing. And uh, I actually had a trephination. I had these doctors that drilled a hole in my head because I had a frontal sinus infection, and they could have treated it better, but they wanted a new Porsche. And after three days of being, I was getting, I needed to, like, perform. So I was just walking around the hallways, performing at the nurse's station. And then uh, Altavis and Sammy was at the end of the hall, and I went down there. But I, I never actually got to interface with. Follow him on Twitter, at Chaz Fleischer. You want to spill it for him real quick in a crazy voice? C-H-A-S-F-L-E-I-S-C-H-E-R. That's a human R, not a cow R. <laughs> cow R's need more. Mr. Fleischer, thank you so much for taking the time. My friend, you have brought me much pleasure on this day. In the time before there was time, there was only one moment. And in that moment, there was a flash of light. And from that light came Phil... And his fire was a This is Charles Fletcher with all that will be back in just a year. You've been listening to the Five Minute Talk Show. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and keep listening at five minute Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.